What's up, America? What's up, world? This is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I'm I'm your host, Cameron McKinney. And again, we are talking about the acting careers of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. There, there are no two people more so that have created my love of movies, cinema, pop culture, or anything other than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It's probably because I'm from Massachusetts. I'm where they're from. I'm not from the city, but I'm from that area. I grew up admiring them. I grew up watching every single one of their movies I'm a huge fan of both of them as actors, as filmmakers, as producers, as their interviews are hilarious. I like both of these people very much, so there are probably two people in my top ten people who have affected the way I watch movies more so than any other duo. They created the masterpiece known as Goodwill Hunting. I think it is the best movie maybe ever made. I probably watched it more than any other movie ever. I I love every scene. I love the scene where, do you like apples? I got a number. How do you like them apples? I love every scene of it. I quote it all the time. Casey Affleck's role in that movie is also phenomenal. Robin Williams in that movie. But I want to look at the two of them separately. Because I want to talk about the two of them, what they've done since Goodwill Hunting. Where do we rank Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Where are their careers? Where... Who's the bigger star? Who's been the better movie star than me? I'm going to go through each and every single one of their movies since the ones that I like since Goodwill Hunting. I'm not going to go through the stuff that was bad because there are some Ben Affleck things that were really bad when he was dating Jennifer Lopez and he made like three or four movies with her that were just unwatchable. The same can be said for Matt Damon. Recent Matt Damon like Suburbicon isn't so great. So I'm going to talk about the stuff that I like of both of them, and then I'm going to tell you at the end of this podcast who's my favorite of the two. I love both of them. I'm just going to start that out with whoever I say is my favorite, the other one is not that far behind. But I am a big fan of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. So let's start off with Matt Damon. So his first movie after Goodwill Hunting is a little thing called Saving Private Ryan. And in the movie, Matt Damon plays Private Ryan. This is Steven Spielberg. This is one of the best war movies of all time. Matt Damon has a bit part, but he is the he's the namesake character. He is lost. They have to find him in World War II, D-Day. It's, it's just so exciting. It's a great movie. Matt Damon has some really good scenes. Even You can see the movie star qualities in Matt Damon. From an early age, there's just that thing that he has. The accent, the like, the anti-authority thing about Matt Damon is something it's really hard to explain if you're not a fan. Why people like Matt Damon. There's that anti-authority, like, he doesn't want to leave the war. Tom Hanks' character is telling him that his brother died. He's remorseful, but he's a soldier who doesn't want to leave this war. It's a, it's a really an epic movie. Everyone's seen it. It's really good. Then after that, you have Rounders. I've recently watched Rounders for the first time full from beginning to end. I've seen clips and pieces before. Rounders is a gambling movie. It's Matt Damon. It's John Malkovich. It's Ed Norton. The chemistry between Matt Damon and Ed Norton is phenomenal in this movie. Matt Damon, this to me is the, like, 
He's Will Hunting, but there's other sides of him. Like, he's really good. I would say this character is a lot like Will Hunting in the fact that Matt Damon plays a guy who's really good at gambling, should really become a lawyer because he's in a business that's kind of sketchy, the gambling business. There's just... This whole world of gambling was explored in this movie. It It was underwhelming at the box office at the time. It's on TV all the time now. It was easy to find. I was a big fan of Rounders. Listen, it's not one of the top echelon movies I've ever seen. But it really shows a side of Matt Damon. He's really good at playing these super smart characters. And you just believe that he knows what he's doing. He just, you know, he fits in so well where you're like, Matt Damon is going to play the smart guy in this movie. I don't know why. He did that movie, The Informant, with Steven Soderbergh, where he's in the FBI. He's really good at playing these guys who just knows what he's doing. All right, the next movie we're going to talk about is The Talented Mr. Ripley. This is when Matt Damon plays a completely different character. He's insane. I think he's played this role, a kind of role like this, recently in movies where he just plays a dirtbag, the bad guy. Matt Damon is the bad guy of this movie. He does some really messed up things to his so-called best friend, Jude Law. Matt Damon is somebody who, he doesn't really have an identity in this movie. This movie is a trip and a half. I couldn't recommend seeing this movie more. He has some really good scenes with Gwyneth Paltrow. It is insane, this movie. This movie is nuts. And Matt Damon really shows a different side to his acting side. I think his acting choices for Matt Damon... I think these movies are really good choices. Like Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, The Talented Mr. Ripley. He made them with really good directors. Steven Spielberg directed Saving Private Ryan. Matt Damon is so good in the early days of choosing his roles wisely. Of how he is going to use his celebrity. Because I think it's clear that Matt Damon probably could have done... Whatever he wants. I also think it's interesting that Matt Damon didn't write any of these movies. He's coming off writing a movie called Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck. And he doesn't write his next movies. It's interesting to look back on the choices that Matt Damon made in this time period. And we're going to move on to the Oceans trilogy. Matt Damon's role in the Steven Soderbergh Oceans trilogy grew. The Ocean 11 movies, Ocean 12 Ocean 13 is a bigger role in Ocean's 12 and a bigger role in Ocean's 13. In Ocean's 11, he's kind of the new guy. He's the new guy who doesn't understand this world. George Clooney, Brad Pitt. He. This is Matt Damon telling you all he belongs in this movie star world. The fact that he was cast in this movie alongside Pitt, alongside George Clooney at their apex, alongside Don Cheadle, who had made some really good stuff. Casey Affleck reunites with Matt Damon in this movie. Bernie Mac, Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts. At the height of Julia Roberts' power, Matt Damon and Julia Roberts are in the same movie. Julia Roberts, Matt Damon also had a really small role in the film Mystic Pizza. So the fact that Matt Damon is in this movie with the likes of Clooney, Pitt, and Roberts shows that he is at that star, star level. And Rightfully so, he deserves to be there from his earlier work. This is Matt Damon saying he's made it, basically. Him being in these movies. These movies are funny, they're exciting, they're thrilling. They're not a lot of great acting going on. I love Pitt in these movies more so than I like Matt Damon. He's not the best part of these movies, but he definitely shows another side of himself. Okay, then he's in another trilogy during this time period. The Bourne Trilogy. 
I think Jason Bourne is the closest thing in America we have to James Bond. I think people are real fans of the Bourne movies. The fourth one he did, not so good. The first three magnificent movies. I think they proved that Matt Damon can be an action star. This is the first real time he's being an action star. Matt Damon has never played a superhero. Jason Bourne is the closest thing I think he'll ever get to being somebody who's weird like that, who has action like that. The action scenes in these movies are great. Matt Damon made a really wise choice in choosing a movie trilogy like this. Paul Greengrass, Matt Damon, it was a really good relationship. I think these movies have really aged well, too. Like, I can watch a Bourne movie at any moment in time. It's one of the better trilogies. Like, there's the Dark Knight trilogy with Christopher Nolan. There's the Bourne trilogy. I think it really holds up. The Mission Impossible movies. This is in that same realm. Really good selection by Matt Damon in choosing when to use his star power and when to not. Next up, he was in a movie by Martin Scorsese. The Departed. Matt Damon fit perfectly into this Boston movie. Listen, I don't think he's the best thing in this movie. I think Leo DiCaprio is the best thing in this movie. And I think Jack Nicholson's the second best. And then I think Mark Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin. Matt Damon really does fit the role well in this movie. I don't think he's the reason this movie is so good. I think he plays a small, key role in this film. It's not a small role, but he's not the best thing in this movie. Like, I just feel like he was playing another dirtbag. And it was kind of a simple role for Matt Damon. I, I really don't think it was his best work. But it really, it really ended... I think Matt Damon... I think this was the last really great Matt Damon movie for a while. This was the last part of the first act of Matt Damon's career. And then he doesn't really have another good movie until 2013. The party was in 2006. His next great movie to me is The Martian. Matt Damon in The Martian is as good as Tom Hanks in that movie where he's trapped on an island. It's that type of movie. Matt Damon has to act alone. We are built in. The built-in charm of Matt Damon really pays off in this movie, The Martian. He was nominated for an Oscar. I think he probably should have won the Oscar for that. I think it's insane that Matt Damon doesn't have an acting Oscar for Best Lead Man in a movie. I mean, the roles I've discussed. Talented Mr. Ripley. The the Departed. The Martian. Something. Where is Matt Damon's Oscar people? Rounders. I can make the case for Rounders. There's just something. That Matt Damon charm. Like, he's a bad guy, but I'm okay with the things that he's doing. In The Martian, though, he's a charming, nice guy. He can play it nice. He can play it mean. His charm is his superpower to me. I mean, The Martian is the really last great Matt Damon movie we've had him star in. Again, over the years, he's made Suburbicon. He's made We Bought a Zoo, which was uh, not so great. Listen, Matt Damon's career was like he was working with the best directors. He was young. I think he's struggling for that second act. That I think he needs to become a writer-director like the next guy I'm about to talk about, Ben Affleck. Let's look at the movies after Goodwill Hunting that Ben Affleck made. Ben Affleck is... There are... There's a... I think Ben Affleck is very polarizing. I think you either enjoy Ben Affleck as a movie star or you don't 
like Ben Affleck is a movie star. But let's look at the movies. The next movie he makes after Good Will Hunting is another Oscar-winning movie in the form of Shakespeare in Love. Now, to me, his role in Shakespeare in Love, it's a real supporting role. He's in a few scenes. He's playing an over-the-top actor. I think he's phenomenal in the role. I saw this movie recently and loved every single second of it. Gwyneth Paltrow, who was his girlfriend at the time, is in the movie. Joseph Fiennes. This is a... This was... There was rumor that Ben Affleck was going to be Shakespeare at one point. That would have been terrible. But Ben Affleck in this role really does help this movie. And that's why I think Ben Affleck is at his best when he's not the lead of a movie. When he's not the lead of the movie, he thrives. His next movie is Armageddon. Armageddon is so good because Ben Affleck gets to do Ben Affleck things while Bruce Willis rides his cocktail. Ben Affleck is riding Bruce Willis' cocktails as a supporting actor. I think Ben Affleck is way better in films when his character is not the main focus of the film because there are so many bad movies with Ben Affleck where he is a lead. Surviving Christmas, other movies. I think when he has other people to lean on, Ben Affleck's wit... His wit is really his superpower. I think his wit is is just on fire. I think, I don't know, I'm really a big fan of the Ben Affleck witty guy who has his issues with women and all that. I think Chasing Amy is a movie that happened before Goodwill Hunting that really shows that Ben Affleck can be a leading man in a movie that doesn't have a lot of problems. I think there's another movie here, Hollywoodland. He plays Christopher Reeves, who was accused of murdering his wife. I think he made a similar movie with Gone Girl. I think Hollywood Land and Gone Girl are a really good one, too, if you're going to watch a Ben Affleck movie marathon. But I want to focus here on Armageddon. Armageddon, to me, is a popcorn movie. And I think it's a difference between Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Is Ben Affleck made a lot of popcorn movies. Like, oh my god, I'm going to sit tonight and I'm going to watch... Ben Affleck and Jack Ryan, or Ben Affleck and Armageddon. He was really going for movie star. Okay, I'm going to watch this, but it's really not so great, but it's fine. It's not amazing acting, but it's interesting enough to watch. Like, I think Ben Affleck was making popcorn movies when Matt Damon was making something I like to call films. He was trying to make meaningful Films And that's maybe more so what I like, but I still watch, I've seen Armageddon more than I'm willing to sit down and watch Saving Private Ryan, because that can take an emotional toll on you. I've seen Armageddon like 15 times in my lifetime. I've probably only sat and watched Saving Private Ryan about three times. And again, even the more serious movies Ben Affleck's made, I can sit, I can watch The Town. Can we talk about his directing debut before I get to The Town? When Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck might be the best director when he directs and writes a movie, you get pure magic. Can we talk about Gone Baby Gone? So he's not in the movie, he has his brother Casey Affleck starring in the movie, this is another Boston movie. This is a thriller. This is about a missing kid. This movie is nuts. The ending of this movie is the just phenomenal. You have Casey Affleck. You have Morgan Freeman. Ed Harris is phenomenal in this movie. Ben Affleck, to me, is like a Clint Eastwood type. 
He's a good actor, but his directing is better than his acting. Clint Eastwood is a better director than he is an actor, and the same can be said for Ben Affleck. Let's talk about The Town. In the movie The Town, Ben Affleck is not the best actor in the movie. He's not the second best. He's probably the third best actor in the movie. But he gets together a list of actors who thrive so good. John Hamm in The Town. It's his best role. Don't at me. It's not Mad Men. It's the movie The Town as the FBI agent. Then you have Jeremy Renner should have won the Oscar for this movie. He carries this movie in the supporting role. Again, Ben Affleck is really good. Rebecca Rebecca Hall in this movie is insane. Again, so good. Blake Lively, not so great in this movie. But everyone else in the town is so good in these roles. He's so good as a director getting these people to thrive. The movie Argo, he has Alan Arkin, he has John Goodman, he has himself. He's never the best actor in his movies that he directs. But he's so good at making others do well. I think he's... He's a better director than he is a movie star. But I do want to talk about some of the other movies that he was in that I enjoy. Listen, I'm going to defend the movie Daredevil because I always defend the movie Daredevil. I think back in 2003, we didn't rate our superhero movies as harshly as we do today. And I think I can still watch that movie. It's probably one of the first superhero movies I saw. There was Spider-Man and there was Daredevil. And I remember that was probably... The first time I saw Ben Affleck in a movie was the movie Daredevil. So I'm very fond of that movie. You have Colin Farrell. You 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 have Jennifer Gardner. It's not that memorable of a movie. But to me it is because it was a time in my... Like, you, you get what I'm saying? It was at a time in my life where it could have an effect on me and it did. So I enjoy that movie thoroughly till the end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die liking the movie... Daredevil. I'm just going to come out there and say, I like the movie Daredevil. And let's talk about Ben Affleck. The best acting job Ben Affleck has ever done is in the movie Gone Girl. It is nuts how good he is in that movie. And similarly in Hollywoodland, in those two movies, he's he's playing a character accused of killing his wife. The way you feel so bad for him, and you might think he might be the killer at times, is nuts. I think that's the strength that Ben Affleck is good at playing these characters with this moral code of, like, they're, they might be bad. Like, I think Matt Damon plays guys who you know are bad. I think Ben Affleck plays interesting characters who you might think are bad, but they're probably not. Like, it could go either way. I think most of the time Matt Damon plays roles where you're like, okay, this guy is bad to the bones. And Ben Affleck is over here playing these guys who you're like, there's a different side. Like, the character in Chasing Amy, I'm not sure if Ben Affleck is a good guy or not in that rom-com. I'm not. What he does to his girlfriend at the end of that movie is nuts. But for some reason, I still like that guy. I think Ben Affleck has the power to make you like his character. Like, I watched Surviving Christmas recently. That's a bad movie. And yet I liked Ben Affleck's character in the movie. In the movie, in this ridiculous movie, Ben Affleck gets a family to pretend to be his for the Christmas holidays to impress his girlfriend. He's a bad rich guy. I think Ben Affleck is the master of playing these guys who who 
you might think if other guys are playing them, you might hate them. But because it's, I think the likability with Ben Affleck is more there. Now I'm going to reveal which one of these two I like more. I personally like Ben Affleck more than I like Matt Damon. I think I've watched way more Ben Affleck movies than I have Matt Damon movies. I think I like Ben Affleck movies way more than I like Matt Damon movies. But also, I just generally like Ben Affleck. Like, there are some things where I can't explain why I like someone. Ben Affleck, to me, is the best part of Goodwill Hunting. His, his role in that scene where he's pretending to be Will, that's the best scene in that movie. I think he's really good in that movie. I think that just the choices were there, and Ben Affleck chose to be popcorn movie star guy, and Matt Damon chose to be a real artist type guy. But now I think the roles have reversed. Since 2007, Ben Affleck has been far superior and more relevant then Matt Damon, since then he's made Gone Baby Gone, Argo, Gone Girl, The Town, Batman movies. He's played Batman. I, say what you will about Batman movies. Ben Affleck is not the reason those movies are bad. Those movies are bad for lots of reasons. But Ben Affleck is more relevant because if, and I'm also going to say this, if Matt Damon was given the chance to write and direct and be left alone by Warner Brothers, he, in my opinion, would have made a great Batman movie. That is my final thoughts on that. I think I just like Ben Affleck more as a movie star. I think he's more likable. Again, he can make you believe in these crazy scenarios. He may, he sells the movie. I think he's one of those old-time movie stars. You just put him in the movie, and he sells the movie to me. He does. He makes Chasing Amy good. He makes Hollywood Land good. He makes Gone Girl good. He's one of these old-time movie stars where no matter what the premise is, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch Ben Affleck do his things. Again, I love Matt Damon. But I just love Ben Affleck a little bit more. Probably a lot more. Again, I'm here defending Daredevil. I understand the problems with Daredevil. I understand it makes no sense why he can see when it rains and why he's blind when it's not. It makes zero sense. But I am here to fully ride with the movie Daredevil. Again, these two guys, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, have, are the reasons... I love movies. I think there are a lot of people who are the reasons I love movies. But these two are the definitive people. Without these people's movies, without watching Ben Affleck in Daredevil, without watching him in all these movies, without Matt Damon, I don't know where I would be. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron Kinney. There will be a new episode of Pop Culture Spotlight every Friday. This week I put the spotlight on Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on George Clooney. That's right, movie star George Clooney. So tune into that. Thanks again for listening. And also, before I go, there's a Chatter Podcast Network. Type it in on iTunes, and you'll see my other podcast, Head to Head. It's a sports podcast. Hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening. 